What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? Cap, you say sometimes that I don't love you, that I judge you a lot, but this one, this one is for you. I'm going to give you some hope, inject you. I don't even know, man, because I'm trying to sell it to you, but I don't know if it's going to happen. But (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Aniston, who is your celebrity crush and woman Mm -hmm. you would love to be with, Mm -hmm. said in a recent interview that she's willing to give regular guys, a.k.a. guys that are not in the business. Whoa! Kaplan, you got a shot! A shot. I mean, does he though? Regular I mean, guy. you know, I'm just trying to give I mean, him. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You know I'm gonna. I'm trying to sell it here. Okay, so you got a shot, man. You got a shot. Shoot your shot, because you know what? She might date you. I mean, you're still kind of in the business, so I don't know if it works. But you know, she's willing to go out with the regular guy. You're a regular dude. You're a cool dude. So maybe. I mean, Rachel, no offense, but you can shoot your shot. Right, and you see can where it date goes. the TV, Rachel. Oh, yeah, that's right. true. Now look, I gotta say something. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jennifer Aniston is my celebrity crush, and I actually think that at some point she and I might actually get together. But I will say this. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of hard for a regular guy like myself to go out with somebody not just as rich and famous as her. Forget about that part of it. Right. It's the other guy she's already been with. You know, like, I'll oh, always, yeah, it, Brad, it, like, Pitt. For me, Brad Pitt alone. Right. Hello, like, like, <laughs> Brad Pitt. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll always be thinking to myself, I wonder if it's OK to ask her now, like me versus Brad Pitt. What do you think? You never. Know? No, that's never. A question never. I don't yeah. care who the other guy is. You yeah. never, never do that. Never. Mm-mm. Never. That's no. a no, no. I nope. know. But it, but I, my my ego would be such that I'd be like, wow, you know, she used to be married to Brad Pitt. Now me and Jennifer Aniston are together. We go places. People are like, yo, who's this guy? Like, who's that guy? And like, oh, that's Scott Kaplan. Like, like, who's Scott Kaplan? He's like, oh, he's the afternoon drive co-host on 710 ESPN right here in Los Angeles. And people are like, yeah, I don't know who that is. I, I don't know him. Yeah. You know, you know what would be funny? Uh, you know, that reminds me of, what's that movie with uh, Seth Rogen and um, where Ooh, he's like I, the writer for the president? Yes, the, she's the president. Oh, God. Um, uh, I know what you're talking name? about. That, uh, she's that so she's good. beautiful uh, from South Africa. Um, they did They did the other movie together, right? The baby one where he... No, it's no, a, different person. Different person. But I know which one you're talking about. Dang. Yeah, different blonde movie. girl. <laughs> Long shot. Which our Long boy uh, O'Shea is in the movie. Yeah, um, uh, Charlize Theron is, okay. the, is the actress. Oh, she's mm-hmm. so hot. Yeah, beautiful. 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 That's what that reminds me of. I'm guessing you've never seen that movie, Kaplan. Nope. Long shot. No surprise. No surprise. Yeah. Hey, you look, should. I, I really funny, Jennifer, actually. You mm-hmm. should watch it. I think Jennifer Aniston is still 52 years old. By the way, I mean, we don't have an age difference. We're all good. We, we can just, you know, we can abbreviate the, the numbers, but yeah. we can just round down. Um, but she's still beautiful. She's incredibly talented. I find her to be sexy. And for some reason, there's something inside of my brain that thinks she's also kind of normal. And I feel like at some point, mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston and I are going to have a relationship. I just hope that it happens like sometime soon. Because I would hate to do it like when we're both 60. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, it would have been better, you know, 30 years ago, but no. So I, I'm hoping that at some point here in the next few years, um, maybe Wait, Jennifer Aniston and I do. So if she gives you a shot when you're mm-hmm. 60, yeah. I mean, you're not that far off from there, but yeah. if she gives you a shot. Shots fired. You yeah, were. <laughs> no, 10 years, by the way, Laura, 10 years. I mean, I'm 33, so I got way more to go. But what I'm saying is you wouldn't take her. Of course I would. Of exactly. I would. But I do believe that Jennifer is going to get this message. Somebody's going to get to her and say, hey, there's this guy on 710. 
Okay, he's out of his mind, and he talks about you on the air and how he wants to date you, and you're saying that you're ready to date a regular guy. No more Brad Pitt. Who else? Who also has a girlfriend? Just putting it out there, she might have a problem with that. That is also true. Well, maybe the three of us will date together. Maybe that's the way this is going to go down. Maybe I show up at all these red carpet events and it's me and two beautiful women. And they're like, who's this guy? And what is his deal? I don't know Rachel like that because mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, yeah. I seen her on an Instagram live. She was really nice. I don't think that's going to fly, Cap. Mm. I don't think that's going to yeah, fly. Yeah, I don't think so either. I got to mm-hmm. be honest. Linz, what mm-hmm. do you think? I mean, I think that Jennifer Aniston's whole, you know, like she's got that appeal of being a normal girl. Like everyone thinks she's like the girl next door. Like maybe I have a chance with her. Let me tell you something. That's exactly what she wants you to think. That is not actually a reality. So as much as I would love for you to date Jennifer Aniston, because I would like to hang out in that crowd. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sorry, Cap. That's okay. Um, You know, maybe she won't hang out with my crowd. You know, maybe she wants into my crowd and, and we just won't let her in. Jen, you're too famous for us. Too, um, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much for you for us. I just think exactly what, what do you think? Thinking. Do you think he has a better shot with like um with like someone who like a Jennifer Aniston or maybe like what about like a Jennifer Lopez? She's dated regular Ooh, guys before. She is hot hot. I feel like now that she has gone back to her true love, Ben Affleck, I think they'll get married and live happily ever after because he was the one that got away from her and vice versa. Girl, they're not they're not going anywhere. Girl, she going to get another ring just for the collection. Poor girl. I she disagree. Can, I you think that Ben Affleck that... is her one true love? Yeah. she. That's what she said. She always said that, like, he was the one that, you know, she never stopped being in love with and he was the one who got away and she never stopped thinking about him. I think that the fact they got back together... I just feel like this, this time it's going to work for sure. Well, you're right because he's the one that broke it off because of the her whole like he's kind of regular and she was extra. So he was like, I don't want all that mess. So see, I but can I'm see very that. regular. So when Jennifer Aniston is thinking about a regular guy, the beauty of somebody like me versus Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's around all the he's time hot. unless he's going to shoot a movie. Me, I'm just a hardworking guy, man. You know, I'm just putting in the grind every day. And Jennifer's going to be like, this is my boyfriend, Scott. He's on the radio. He's really good. Oh, this is his friend, George. This is George from the show as well. Oh, here's Laura and Lindsay. They're on the show, too. And we're normal people. And we're all going to hang out with Jennifer Aniston. I like how you forget about Rachel in this whole equation. Yeah. Oh, and here's Scott's other girlfriend, Rachel. No, I'm telling you, Rachel is not going to be okay with that. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I think I'm very right. Even even George was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to fly. Listen, if my boyfriend broke up with me because Jennifer Aniston was interested in dating him, I'd be like, cool, invite me to the wedding, please. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. No, but he wants to date both of them at the same time, girl. That's, that's what we talk about. That's because here's the difference between me and you guys right now, okay? Once you cross over this barrier of 50 years old, you're kind of willing to try and do anything because you're like, you know what? I'm 50. I've already got a whole life I've lived. I have experience you know, I've already done this. I've, I've done monogamy. You know what? Maybe it's time for the three of us to be in a relationship. Me, my current girlfriend, oh, Rachel, and my TV girlfriend, Rachel here, Jennifer Aniston. Here, here we go. Look, if I always say couples have their own, like, perception of what their relationship is going to be. So I'm not here to say she ain't going to do it because, I, like I said, I don't know her like that. But I don't think she will. But if she's into it, like, okay, cheers. Go, go do y'all. Yeah, now instead of just dating a regular guy, he's dating. She's dating a regular guy and a regular girl. <laughs> hey, I brought my my boyfriend Scott here. He's on the radio, and he brought his girlfriend. She's an accountant. 
I mean, can we be can we be more normal, the three of us together? Yeah. LA's hottest couple, thruple, whatever you call it. Right. Right. Who, who do you think is, is is? I mean, Laura thinks J Lo is hot, hot. Like she, she thinks is that, hot, hot. that she's that, like forty something. That um, now. So you think she's better looking than than like a Jennifer Aniston, let's say? I like, don't think she's. I think it's different categories, right? I agree. Like, it's just a Jennifer different Aniston. Tastes for yeah. yeah, she's yeah. hot too, man. She's fifty two. She looks great. Yeah, I think they're like, both gorgeous. Oof, so they're I mean, both you know. J Lo and Jennifer Aniston, the three of us. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the no, three, no. me, oh, J Lo, yeah. and Jennifer Aniston, the three of us will go out together. Linz, are you are you in on on J Lo, like or, or or Jennifer? Like, who is more? Uh... I mean, I love them both. I think I think J Lo is. She's definitely super hot in a, in like a more like fancier way, I guess. Like she's very fancy, she's very glamorous. And Jennifer Aniston looks like somebody who like she could just roll out of bed and everyone's like, "Oh my god." She's like, "I woke up like this, but yeah. I look amazing." Let me ask yeah. you guys all a very serious question though. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Would you be intimidated by some by dating somebody who's ultra famous and ultra wealthy like Jennifer yes. Lopez or Jennifer Aniston or Ben Affleck? Or or Alex Rodriguez, since we're throwing these or Brad oh, he's Pitt, hot too. we're throwing these names around, right? I mean, would you be intimidated to date somebody that ultra wealthy and that ultra famous, or could you get past it and just be yourself? No, dude. Look, if that person is going to date me because I'm myself, then you know, then I just got to be myself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I can't try to be brad pitt or a rod or whatever you know what i'm saying like that's it like, you just got to be you and if they like you that's cool and now you go into those things knowing that that relationship may more than likely will not last honestly most relationships don't last so Amen. but but especially somebody that's ultra famous like the odds are way stacked against you yeah. so you just have to go into it for what it is you know and just don't be like like Britney Spears's husband, what was his name? Kevin Federline. Don't be like a punchline. Just don't be that. Just mm-hmm. be the nice guy that people are like, even if they feel sorry for you, like, oh, poor whatever his name is. Like, what was the guy in the Sex in the City? Aiden, right? Aiden. That guy. Just be Aiden, you know? Well, I'm going to tell you this. When Jennifer Aniston and I do date and I'm walking the streets and TMZ comes up to me and they want to talk to me, I'm going to tell TMZ what I like to tell people. Hey, 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 I don't talk to the media, okay? Okay. Yeah, that's right. They go, but wait a second. You're on 710. You're on ESPN. You are in the media. No, 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 no. No, I don't talk to the media, okay? I am the media. That's you. (laughs) We got our whole thing going on, and I'm not talking to you, page six of the New York Post. Speaking of talking, uh, Phil For Real tweeted us 18 Mm -hmm. minutes ago and says, thanks for teasing USC candidate my entire 80-minute ride home. I'm now home and still don't know who it is. Be better tomorrow. You responded responded to him saying we were talking Biennemi. I responded to him and said we literally spoke about it three times during the first two hours of the show, including an extensive conversation in the first hour. Yeah. And I wrote, listen better tomorrow. Oh, clean your ears out, man. Get some Q-tips all up in it. Yeah. Hey, George, let me tell you. To which really he quick. responded to me oh. with the LeBron oh. gift of him walking out of the press conference saying, be better. Remember oh when my. he said that? Oh, my. But that's fine. You could say be better, but you, you got to be better, too, bro. We talked about it. Like, hey, we, didn't, we didn't just talk about it like. In 80 minutes, don't lie. That's not true. You did not. You flipped the station maybe at some point because we were in commercial and you went to like a, a music station or whatever or wherever else you went and you missed us talking about it. But we talked about it three different times today so well, far. Well, let me just say one quick thing here. I know we're up against a break. I have a friend who works for the Kansas City Chiefs. I won't tell you what his job is because that will give away who it is. No, you don't want that, of course. Okay, but let me tell you something. I sent him a text while we're on the air and I said, hey, look, um, we're talking a lot about Eric Bieniemy." 
and I wonder what you think uh, about Bienemy. Like, give me your opinion, because I know this guy for a long, long time, and I know he'll be extremely candid. George, when we come back, let me tell you what this friend of mine inside the Kansas City Chiefs said about Eric Bienemy. And I know Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC, listens to this show. Hey, Boney, stick around. You need to hear what somebody inside the Chiefs said about the enemy. That's a great tease. I'm, I'm going to stick around for that. Thank I mean, you. I got to anyway, but I'm going to stick around anyway. Ooh. Love this song. It's a great song. Two One time. time. Did we just do it together? <laughs> wow. I don't know if that was cool or dorky as hell, but we did it at the same time. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah. It's a good song. Uh, uh, you uh. can't help but sing to the song. No, it's a good song. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh. But now you're off beat, bro. The one time you nailed it. I guess this wasn't it. This is a little bit of a remix here. There it is. One time. Come back later for two times. <laughs> All right, All right. Let me, t- let me tell Pay you off your tease here okay. on Eric Bieniemy. Let me tell you the story. So I have a friend who works for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's been there many years, and he's about as honest a guy as I know. In other words, if I said to him, hey, tell me about Eric Bieniemy," and if he thought he was awful, he'd tell me he's awful. If he, told me, if he thought he was great, he'd tell me he's great. So I really, really trust this guy. And so here's what I wrote to him. I said, hey, we're, we're talking right now about Eric Bieniemy and the possibility of him going to USC to become the head coach. What do you think of that concept? I said, I know Eric Bieniemy a long time, but not as a coach. So I'm wondering your opinion. And here's what this guy writes back to me. Okay. And I'm just reading this to you exactly how he wrote it. Mm-hmm. A true leader of men will rebuild from the inside out with the offensive line and defensive line. Great motivator, big-time network, and would have great assistant coaches. I feel like he can go into any home and convince a kid to come to USC. Understands that he needs to be the CEO of USC football. Will make all aspects of football operation accountable. Now, that's it. That, that's what he said. A true leader of men, great motivator, understands he needs to be the CEO of USC football, will rebuild the offensive and defensive line from the inside out, whatever exactly he means by that, and will manage uh, all aspects of football operations and make them all accountable. Now, Mike Bone, USC athletic director, if I said to you, regardless of the name, this is a description of a potential candidate to hire as the USC head coach, and you heard that description, you'd go, great. Love it. Who? And I'd say, that's Eric Bieniemy, And that's coming from a guy who's been in the NFL in his position for at least 25 years. Yeah. There you go. That's quite an endorsement, don't you think? I, I agree. I, I think he deserves a shot. And, and I actually think, again, he's also young enough, right, where I feel like, you know, I know people think of college football coaches as guys who are going to be there forever. You know, you think of, like, the Nick Sabans of the world. But I think that you have to be a certain age to be able to connect with these guys. Um, and if you don't, 
If you aren't that guy, you have to have guys in your roster of coaches that do. And Saban, to his credit, when when he stopped being that guy, um, ha- had hired a bunch of guys. Like, you know, we talked about Mario Cristobal, right? Like, he had Mario Cristobal at Alabama for a number of years, for a long time, actually. Um, and, you know, he's he's got plenty of other guys since. He had Sark, right? Now he's got Bill O'Brien. Not that he's a recruiter, but the fact is he can sell, hey, Bill O'Brien, NFL head coach, on my roster, offensive coordinator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there are things that they can do that you can do that. Eric Bieniemy sells himself, okay? He, he can relate to these young men in a way that very few people can, and he's got the whole – uh, NFL head co- NFL coach thing with him and not only NFL coach Super Bowl champion offensive coordinator with the guy who might be the best quarterback in the game right now yep I think that uh, Eric Bieniemy should receive extremely strong consideration from USC they should immediately if they haven't already contacted him and they should be starting to put together a deal that says we've already hired this guy. And by the way, I'm not joking. They should do this as soon as possible because you got to understand, George, the recruiting year is, is starting right now. Mm-hmm. And, and kids who are committed to USC who see the instability in the head coaching position, yep. those kids should hear we've already gone out and hired this guy, and when his season is over, whether it's the Super Bowl in early February or they get knocked out of the playoffs, let's just say, in late January, everybody knows that Eric Bieniemy would become the next head coach of USC should it play out this way. And it gives Bieniemy a lot of time to say, Jack Del Rio is going to be my defensive coordinator because I'm bringing him home. And this guy is going to be my offensive coordinator. This guy's going to be my quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. I would think this would be like the smartest thing SC could do is don't wait till the end of the year and say we'll evaluate it. If you can get it and get the commitment, do it now. Okay, I'm in. You sold me. Like you, like I, 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 I had him near the top of my list already. But I, I am ready to bring him in and say let's go because the guy I'd want to your point earlier probably ain't gonna take the job. So go get this guy. This is the this is the best available guy, and he's already put it out there through Adam Schefter that he'd take your job. So go get him. Let's go. What are you waiting for, Boney? <laughs> you 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 sounded like Mick from Rocky. What are you waiting for? Very good, George. Very, very good. Listen, I I think this is a really interesting possibility because for all the talk about who are the leading candidates, uh, the the odds that Vegas set on who's the next USC head coach, Luke Fickle. Does everybody here know who Luke Fickle is by name? I mean, I know he's the guy at Cincinnati, and he was at Ohio State before that, yes. Okay. so But I know college football. I love college football. Right. So the average fan would be like, who's he? Who, Who does he coach for? Uh, I feel like most people know him from his tenure at Ohio State because that's that's a pretty huge, high-profile job. Um, yeah, but he was there for a very brief moment. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like he was there forever. I know, but I feel like still people still know him from being there. I've been wrong. I'll tell you right now. I I don't know Luke Fickle from Ohio State. What was he the interim or was yeah, he yeah when Urban he was Meyer there for like the a year thing. and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, barely yeah. remember the name. Um, now, look, he's done amazing things at Cincinnati because Cincinnati is what I would think of as more of a mid-major program, and the fact that he's got them as a top-10 program, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, but Cincinnati has produced other coaches. I mean, just look at the guy at Notre Dame. He, he went from Cincinnati. Correct. Uh, James Franklin at Penn State. Uh, it's a good name, 
I don't know necessarily if he's planning on leaving Penn State or if he looks at SC and goes, SC versus Penn State, no-brainer. I'll jump to SC. I don't know that people think that way. Um, Chris Peterson, available, really good coach at Boise State, really good coach at Washington, and available. So I think that's a pretty good one. But I mean, I see, I well, see but Bill Chris O'Brien Peterson left list. for health reasons, didn't he? Well, that's that's what was reported, as I recall. Yeah. So I, I don't see that happening. I don't see that changing all that much. It's like I see um, some of these. He's on, on Fox now doing TV with uh, you know Manuel Acho and uh, and Mike Hill, my guy yeah. Mike Hill. Yeah. So um, Chris Peterson's a great guy. I know him a long, long time. I do. Um, he's a good coach. He's a very good coach. Bob Stoops. I mean, I, I mean, I got it. I he's mean, also I know, doing TV on Fox. I, I know he's got the resume, Bob Stoops. I don't uh, know if he wants to coach anymore, though. Nor do I. Nor do I. I'm telling you, Mario Cristobal is on this list. But think of, about it, because think about it, he was a made man at Oklahoma. Like why? You know. Totally. Right. Why? Why come out of, of of TV to start all over again? Yeah. This I isn't see. like Urban Meyer leaving Florida after Tebow left because he hit some tough years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it yeah. seemed obvious. I, you know, everyone talked about the health situation. I'm not, I'm not demeaning his health situation, but that was the the, the topic du jour was that he left because of Tebow. Uh, I don't know how accurate it was, and I don't know. I'm not questioning his health, but that that was the narrative out there, whether he liked it or not. Yeah, I, mean, I just look at some of these names. Mario Cristobal. I mean, look, he's a young, hot coach, but he's also in a really great spot at Oregon. Yeah. Do you know that Mario Cristobal almost became a Secret Service agent? I did not know that. Now He literally I, what, had passed all the tests to become a Secret Service agent and was going to go into the whatever it is he needed to go to to become a Secret Service agent, um, like whatever schooling or whatever he needed to do, academy. And uh, the day before he was set to go, he said, you know what? He was a GA. And he said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see this through. I want to I see coaching through. And it's worked out pretty well for him. It's worked out really nice. But that's kind of crazy. Secret Service agent Mario Cristobal. This win against Ohio State for Oregon is such a defining win for the Mario Cristobal era of Oregon football that unless you threw, like, Gruden kind of money at him, I don't see why he would ever leave Oregon to go to USC. I understand the history and the tradition is different at SC, but – you, you've got the facilities, you've got the resources, and you've got the program rolling right now. I don't see Mario Cristobal exactly going, yeah, I'll take SC's call, unless yeah. they're going to throw crazy money his way. Yeah, and maybe that, maybe that's the reason, right? Is just like, you know, getting a raise, perhaps, or getting more money or whatever. But, uh, you know, it'll be fascinating to see because he does have that thing humming now again all of a sudden. All right, coming up next, everyone's favorite segment. On this show, big deal or no deal. It'll be interesting to see big deal or no deal. Radio Tinder battle it out uh, here on the uh, in the ratings every uh, every month here. Or so, all right. So, big deal, no deal. Everyone's favorite segment on this show, uh, pre Lindsay. Let's see if it holds up. But she'll be hosting it, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Thank you, Christopher. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. So call my friends at Sam and Ash Injury Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve. What's right? What's right, Lindsay? Well, what's right, at least we hope, is Britney Spears, who has announced that she's taken a break from social media following her engagement to her boyfriend, Sam Iscari. I think that's how you say his name, right, guys? Is he a regular guy? Him or is Gari. he a famous guy? Um, he, he's, he's, he's like a D-list actor. Yeah. But he's a, he's a successful model. I feel like he was probably like a 
more of a normal guy that maybe got a boost in his career because he was dating her, but he's no like joke like K Fed. He's legit. He's no, no, actor. he's definitely not Kevin Federline. Yeah. And he, he clearly, anyway. like, does really good. Like, um, you know, like, he treats her very well. You know, like, he's, you know, they seem to have a really nice relationship. Nice. They're in love. Yeah, he got her a huge ring. And he's also in one of my favorite shows. He's in Black Monday, which is on uh, Amazon Prime. I think maybe mm. it's a Showtime show. But anyway, mm. anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So anyway, gotcha. Brittany caused some confusion earlier today when fan noticed that her Instagram account had been completely deactivated, initially leading a lot of people to believe that she deleted it. But Brittany later clarified that she had deactivated the account herself. She tweeted, don't worry, folks, I'm just taking a little break from social media to celebrate my engagement. I'll be back soon. So Spears's Instagram account, as you guys probably know, has long been a focus in the battle over her conservatorship, which is the complex legal arrangement that she was placed under in 2008. Her father, Jamie Spears, reportedly filed a request to terminate the conservatorship last week. So is Britney's IG account being deactivated, whether she says it was her or not, a big deal or no deal? Kaplan. I'm going to say big deal for this reason. I was not a Britney Spears follower on Instagram. Lindsay, you turned me on to Britney Spears' Instagram account. I have become She's kind great of... follow. I've become kind of a... Uh, really into her Instagram account. She does a lot of stuff where she's showing off almost everything she got, you know, and, uh, and I'm just, I'm a follower. And so I like it and I follow it and I look at it and I'm like, wow, is she really like, she's so famous and she's giving this all the way for free on Instagram. So for me, I'm losing one of my favorite follows for me personally, big deal. Um, yeah, no deal for me. Like she deserves to take time off when she wants. I have friends who have taken time off from social media. Um, I have, I mean, I have, but not like that where I deactivate the account. Like I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I spent 11 days not on social media. It was actually kind of cool and nice, uh, but I didn't need to deactivate the account, but whatever you got to do to, you know, to make you feel better. Like I'm good with that, but it just, it's just not a big deal to me. So. I think it's kind of a big deal, and that's only because the conspiracy theorist in me wants to think that the fact that she went from, you know, basically not posting anything on Instagram except for these weird random posts where everyone thinks that she was, like, sending coded messages about being held hostage by her conservatorship to all of a sudden, you know, she has control over it. Like Cap said, she's posting nearly nude photos of herself. She, like, you could tell she badly wants to get naked on, on social media. And I'm almost surprised. Yeah, but Instagram won't let her do that anyway, right? Right. But, I mean, she went from one extreme to the other. And now all of a sudden, there's a big piece of news in her life. Like, A, she's engaged. B, this conservatorship is supposedly going to go away. And then she just disappears. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little worried. But hopefully everything is in the up and up. Louder. Big deal or no deal? Britney's Instagram that she's off for a while. That's uh, that's no deal to me. She probably just needs time to be on her own. Yeah. Mm, All right. On to the next one then. For her sake, I hope that's what it is. All right. Manny Ramirez is my favorite baseball player of all time. He has been really? since I was like, yes, I love him since he was. I was like ten years old. Um, and he's always going to be my favorite baseball player. I'm going to send you a picture guy. I have with Manny Ramirez. 
I have a really great photo with him from like 94 or 95 when um, I was, was down in after- spring training. Oh, no, this is post-retirement. I ran into him at a batting cage. Oh, yeah, I was super young when I took this picture of him. But he's my favorite. I love him so much. But he's been talking some crap. And thanks to Jorge Briones from Mason and Ireland for sending me this, he sent me this Insta- or this Twitter post um, from earlier today. Manny did an IG Live with an MLB reporter from a TV station in the Dominican Republic named Hector Gomez. And mm-hmm. here is what he said. In the MLB... There have been many injustices. Mike Trout won several MVP awards without deserving it. I also remember that there was a year where Derek Jeter won the gold glove, and the one who deserved it was Omar Vizquel. They also want to do the same with Vladdy Jr. Um, I think at least the first thing about Mike Trout is a little bit concerning to me. Do you guys think what Manny said is a big deal or no deal? Sedano. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a big deal in the baseball world, I think, for sure. Uh, I'm curious to see why he thinks – I'd like to hear why he elaborated why Mike Trout didn't deserve those MVP awards. I'd like to know more about that. Um, but, yeah, I don't blame him on the Jeter one. Yeah, I, I mean, I think – look, I love Derek Jeter because I grew up a Yankee fan, but Derek Jeter was, you know uh, – I don't know if Omar Mescal should have beaten him out, but, you know, Alex oh, Rodriguez was, was – was de- Alex Rodriguez was a way better shortstop than him. And there was a stretch where Norma Garcia Parra was a way better shortstop than him at least at the plate, for, for sure. And I would even argue defensively, uh, certainly for A-Rod and perhaps even for Nomar. Um, so I just feel like he got that Yankee glow in a lot of ways. Not to take away from his career, he certainly was a Hall of Famer, but I don't think he was the best guy at his position like some people tried to make it out to be. I'm going to go no deal here uh, for a few reasons. First of all, Manny Ramirez. You know, if it wasn't for Manny Ramirez... This wouldn't be everybody being everybody. You know, like everybody says this phrase, well, that's just Manny being Manny. Well, now, anybody, that's just George being George. That's just Lindsay being Lindsay. That's just Laura being Laura. Like, that phrase started with Manny Ramirez. So, that's number one. Not that that is really relevant. But neither is Manny Ramirez relevant. Like, he hasn't been in baseball or heard from in ages, at least the way I know it. In fact, when I had to go to... uh, to, to Twitter to see this, I realized I'm not following him, and he's got under 12,000 followers. Yeah, he just doesn't. He, he's not he doesn't yeah. Listen, Cap, let me stop you right there because Manny Ramirez did what so many people aspire to do, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I know, Sedano, you said recently that you would do this. He did exactly what many people want to do as retire and, and fade off into the sunset. He right. lived in like That's a fine. remote, a remote like island, like outside of Miami, because he doesn't want to be bothered, and he has okay. more money than he knows what to do with. He okay. just, you know, keeps to himself. That's why you don't hear from him. Yes, he did try to revive his career a couple times in Korea, and then most recently in the Australian Baseball League. But then he realized, you know what? I just don't feel like doing this anymore because I'm just Manny being Manny, you know, as you would like to say. <laughs> so. Don't, don't slander the guy because I'm sure a lot of people, especially players, are jealous of what he's been able to do. But why is that slandering him to say that he's well, not he's saying a relevant, he's irrelevant. Right, he's, he's not a relevant personality. You don't see him play every day. Right, he's one of the best right-handed hitters of all time. It's not the best right-handed, right, right-handed but, hitter but, of all time. But, but so I'm he's very relevant. To, but wait a second. But what I'm saying to you is take your Cleveland Indian fandom out of the equation for just a minute. He's not a daily relevant personality. You, he doesn't play anymore. He doesn't broadcast baseball. He doesn't. He doesn't have a a public profile that you go. Oh yeah, you know what? He's been talking a lot about baseball players, and he's been analyzing, and he's been. 
lending opinions. I mean, this is, would we not agree this is from out of left field? He clearly is still connected to the game. He obviously still pays attention if he knows what's going on. I think your argument there could be the same, said, said the same for like someone like David Ortiz, who I think he's just as relevant as Manny Ramirez. And, you know, he's not really like a big daily. Well, David Ortiz is more relevant than Manny Ramirez because he's in he's, the zeitgeist. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, yeah. He, but yeah. Isn't, isn't, isn't he somebody that does baseball for Fox? Yeah, David Ortiz. That's why. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so David Ortiz is a. But media your point about him not playing every day. No, no. Like, no I don't my feel my like point that's is, point. is, my point is, he's not in the public eye at this moment. Correct. You you just made the case, Lindsay, that he he moved to an island. He wanted to get out of the public eye, so that's what he did. My point. I don't is, think that makes his po- his his opinion invalid. That's no, all. no. It's not invalid. I'm saying that he's not relevant daily. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Well, I disagree, and we can agree to disagree because I think that just because you're not in the public eye every day, it does not make you irrelevant. Well, I'm just saying that this comment Him. comes from out of left field, and for me, it's no big deal. In fact, no deal. Well, he played in the right field, just so you know. Well, this came from out of right field or center field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting get a little worked up because I got to defend my guy. I understand. I understand. All right. All right, next. All right, well, speaking of social media, the NBA Twitterverse has been having a field day at the expense of one LeBron James, thanks to NBA 2K22. The newest edition of the game was released over the weekend, and people have been sharing their reviews and interesting finds about the game on social media. Amusingly, one of the most talked about aspects is LeBron's avatar and how the developers presented his his receding hairline as Hesitant I am to it's say It's pretty that, bad, I, bro. I don't they did LeBron yeah. dirty as hell in this thing. Right. He, I mean, he's mocked all the time about his hairline and how he tried to hide in the past and how he's tried to save it or he did save it. Is it hair plugs? Is it paint? What's going on? But his character in NBA 2K22 is just really, really odd and over the top. I will retweet um, a photo of this avatar because I find it completely hilarious and almost like they did this on purpose to like do him dirty. Like you said, is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? I would say that it's a big deal because it's LeBron. You know, I I think that people made a big deal out of LeBron's hair in the movie Space Jam 2. And I think that when you look at this picture, if you haven't seen it already, you're going to look at this and go, who did this to LeBron? I mean, the hair is just one part of it. There's more to it to me. Like his face looks like somebody made it wider. It looks like they gave him a flat top. Bottom line is, it just doesn't look like what LeBron really normally looks like. So for me, I'm going big deal. Uh, I think it's a big deal because everybody was talking about it. Like, it was a thing on social media where everybody was like, damn, why'd they do LeBron so dirty? Or they were making the jokes or whatever. So I think it's a big deal. It's funny, though. Like, it's funny, and also they did him dirty. I got to talk to Ronnie 2K about this because that's dirty I was going to say, what did he do to piss Ronnie 2K off? Because I feel like he almost has these guys, like, sign off on stuff like this doesn't he and that's kind of like the rumor well he no he trolls them sometimes too like he does yeah. troll them sometimes too yeah so. good point good point he got my guy perk though he, who used to troll he used to troll each other back and forth perk is in the game this year like as an analyst it's kind of yeah. cool that's really yeah. cool. are you in it are you in the game no 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 i think well, the game is i think the game have. is like kevin harlan doris burke and um and somebody else i'm missing there's been other sideline reporters that have been 
you know, I feel like they've they put their they name They have in David the Aldridge or... is the guy is the sideline reporter. Let me tell yeah. you something. Okay. If you can get and I mean anybody, if you can get a gig doing voice work on a video game, you are going to get paid a lot for a long time. That is a great gig. Takes forever to do. Yes. And everybody who does it is like, oh my God, what a headache it is to actually do it. But when it's done, it's done. And you make a lot of money on that deal. I think uh, Ireland, he, he did, I think it might have been like a, back when they still did like the college basketball. And he said it took forever. But yeah, you're right. Good payday. Jealous. Uh, do we have time for one more? No, we're done. All right. That is Big Deal or No Deal each and every day at 630 here on this very show. All right, coming up next, a sad day in the world of entertainment. And uh, we're going to have some fun because this comedian would want it no other way. We'll have that coming up in just a moment. Stick around. Oh, yeah, the verses with uh, Ja Rule and Fat Joe on right now, I believe. So, Laura, have you been keeping an eye on it? Lindsay, have you been keeping an eye on it? Why do you think I was out of it? <laughs> I know you were kind of you weren't as as uh, engaged as you normally are on the show. I mean, I might have something to do with it. <laughs> Just I like, haven't watched it yet, but you know, people are talking about it on social media, so I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I want to give it a shot. Uh, I, I'll probably watch some sort of like uh, clips or whatnot later, but I'll definitely give it a shot because uh, again, those guys are my generation. That's my era right there, for real. Those two. Um, you know, no disrespect to some of the others that have uh, performed. And there have been plenty that have been in my era. But these are legit in my era. Like, I was, like, old enough to drink in that era. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Some of them I was too young uh, to really, really enjoy, even though I like the music. But uh, this is a different level of enjoyment at this point. Um, speaking of enjoying, you know, I, I don't know. Like, com- comedy is so subjective, man. There was... Um, a lot of people who really liked Norm Macdonald. A lot of people who didn't like Norm Macdonald. Now, Norm Macdonald passed away of cancer. Norm Macdonald um, was on Saturday Night Live for a really long time and did a lot of cool stuff after the fact. I thought his stand-up was always hilarious. Uh, he did the ESPYs once, and it was really funny. Uh, uncomfortable but funny, but that was his thing. It was uncomfortable but funny. And it, it's he's like a comics comic, Cap. And I would just add this, is that you know, when Deadline broke the news today that he passed away, they said he lost his battle with cancer. And, Laura, I know we have some sound here. The wild part is, in his stand-up cap, he literally referred to that phrase being something that he would never want used. Um, so let's hear that, because I, I just you know want to pay tribute to the guy. I thought he was really funny and really great. Um, but it's the one where he's, in a, he's a stand-up comic. Um, and you just kind of see him on stage, like it's it should be like a, a more recent video. It's it's that one. The reason I don't like it is because in the old days they go, hey, that old man died. Now they go, hey, he he lost his battle. <laughs> That's no way to end your life, you know. What a loser that guy was. <laughs> Last thing he did was lose. <laughs> was waging a brave battle but at the end I guess he got kind of cowardly was what happened and then the bowel cancer it got brave you got to give it to the bowel cancer you know they were in a battle and then what the (laughs) (laughs) and I'm pretty sure I'm not a doctor but I'm pretty sure 
if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So that, to me, is not a loss, that's a draw. That's a, you know what I mean? It's not like the cancer's gonna jump up and go, ah, Uncle Bert's wife, where is he? I won fair and square. This where he works? Hi, name's Cancer, how are you, where do I? You just throw me to my cubicle. Bowel, first name is Bowel. That's pretty you know, funny, man. It was really funny. And, you know, George, it, it, listen, 61 years old is ridiculously young. When I heard that Norm MacDonald died today, I went, of what? And they said, cancer. And I go, cancer? I had no idea that Norm MacDonald had cancer. And they say, well, yeah, because he kept it hidden from everybody. Yes, yes. And I yeah, literally, yeah. I'll never forget when he hosted the ESPYs because this was the sixth year of the ESPYs. Now we're talking about the ESPYs going on like 30 years old. Right. And back then... I'm telling you, George, um, athletes did not have the sort of sense of humor and the, the sort of self-deprecating humor that today you can get away with. Um, you know, you could get Jamie Foxx or you could get Kevin Hart to host the, the ESPYs now and take shots at people, and everybody will know it's just jokes. Back then, I literally went back to YouTube today and watched it because I always loved his stand-up at the beginning of the ESPYs. And he has this one joke where he goes, eh, 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 eh. Uh, there's Charles Woodson right there. Charles Woodson, hey, congratulations. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't do it. We have it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, Laura, I, love, how Norm, I love how Norm goes, eh, 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 Like, he's just, there's, there's yeah. this whole eh, eh, thing that he does, which cracked me up all the time. Yeah, so let, let's hear Norm do it, as opposed to your, your bootleg impersonation of Norm. <laughs> and there's Charles Woodson. How about that? Oh, what a season he had. He became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case. <laughs> Dude, that joke, that joke has always stood with me. I've always thought that was a, a brilliant joke at the time. Now, what's yeah. funny about that joke is Well, this. because how, how far after the OJ thing? That was 1998. So OJ was, what, 94, and then the trial was the year after. So it was a couple years later after OJ, right? But, but back then, there's Charles Woodson sitting at the ESPYs, yeah. and right next to him is Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. The audience laughed. And most of, of his jokes that night, they laughed immediately, and then they went, ooh, like, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't yeah. be laughing at this. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. You talk about something that you – things that you could not say today in 2021. Norm MacDonald was saying those things in, I think it was 98-ish? Is that the year of, of that yeah, he hosted Yeah, 98 was when he did that, yeah. So, I mean, it's just really sad. And I will say one other thing. It's kind of scary, too, because I'm 50 and he's 61, and you just never know – you. Even now at 50 years old, you just kind of feel like, well, aren't I entitled to get old and die in a hospital bed at 90 years old? No, we're not. We're not. And it's just scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But uh, I'm going to definitely miss him because, to your point, I like uncomfortable humor. I like being uncomfortable. Um, I don't think that I, on the air, like, I think that that is a skill. Um, and, and he had mastered it, you yep. know, personally, sure I did. believe. Hey, George, um, before we roll out of here tonight, yeah. I just want to say to everybody, because um, tomorrow 
is the beginning of Yom Kippur. So it's yes. sundown tomorrow. It's the beginning of Yom Kippur. And I won't be here tomorrow on the show. And then I, I actually took the rest of the week off because Thursday's the holiday. And, and, you know, I was like, all right, I might as well just take the rest of the week off. And this all happened, you know, many months ago when I scheduled this. But I just want to say to everybody out there who, who will be, um, I don't know if I'd call it celebrating, but I would say observing the holiday. Yes. I wish everybody a very, what we say, an easy fast. And, and I hope that you have a great day. And then you come back tomorrow, or this is on Thursday, you break the fast, and you go back to living your life. But I just want to wish a, a uh, yeah. again, not a happy, but a uh, Yeah, because yeah, you're atoning. Fast. You're atoning. The happy yes. one was uh, was uh, Rosh Hashanah, uh, right. Lashana Tova, the new right. year. Now right. you're atoning, so you're observing. Yes. Right. Right? So, so when can I actually, like, when can I actually text you and you can respond? I would say that uh, tomorrow at about 6 o'clock, that's the cutoff. And then the next day at about 6 o'clock, I'll, I'll so be from six, I can I can text you up until six o'clock tomorrow, and then right. I have to wait until after about after sundown on Thursday night. Yeah, give me twenty four hours. And for anybody out there who is not Jewish, which is probably the vast majority of folks, yeah. uh, if you have any friends that are Jewish, don't contact them during Yom Kippur because it will show a lack of sensitivity, and people will be like, "Why the hell is he texting me?" And then on the other hand, people will go, "Why the hell am I using my phone?" Yeah. Like and Greg then I always tell boss. people. I always tell people the reason that they're using your phone is because if Moses had an iPhone back in the day, he'd be using it too. But right, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Greg. I have to text you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Greg's not observing it. He, he he's not religious, so you can text I'm not, Greg. Like, overly religious, but I definitely make my time. No, on, but you you do you, bro. Yeah, like, you gotta you know do you. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I grew up on the East Coast, where you know we actually were Jews. Like I moved to California and I became like a West Coast Jew, which is a much more casual version Relaxed. of Judaism. Yeah, I, I won't, uh, you know, I have no idea what the difference is. I, I grew up around a lot of Jewish people and uh, they always observed it. So I, uh, I, I certainly respect it. All right, we're done here. Excellent work, Scott Kaplan. Enjoy the rest of your, well, don't enjoy it because you're not enjoying. Go atone and well, then enjoy the rest of your week. Right. How about that? And, ha and have safe travels, George. I know you got a lot of schlepping to do back and yes. forth across the country. Have safe travels and have a great broadcast later this week. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Lindsay and Laura. Excellent work as always as well to you guys. We will talk to you mañana, okay? Have a great night, and we'll talk to you at 3.55. See you.